Uh, hey, Dr. Birkin. Yes. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to have a little performance review for you here at the uh, Umbrella Corporation. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. You know, Excellent. Uh, yeah, well, our most valuable resources are human resource, uh, meaning people like you. Uh, we, we just had some questions about some of the experiments you've been conducting. Yes. Well, I've been doing God's work down here in the lab. Mm -hmm, Would yeah. you like mm -hmm. to see experiment number one? Uh, yeah, that's kind of why sure. we're here. Yeah. Here I have a human body. Every organ has been removed from the inside, and yet it lives. Look as she uh. begs for death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, the 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 night janitor noticed this, and that's kind of why we're here. Yes. Um, so you characterize this as God's work. Yeah. This we didn't even we didn't even want you to do anything close to this. Yeah. I I I saw what you wanted me to do, and I raised the stakes. Let me ask you, gentlemen. What is DNA if not the universe's coded medicine for the geniuses of man? Yeah, that's... When the planets are in alignment, behold, look at this experiment. A normal-looking cup of coffee. But when you put your hand in it, spiders come out and they cover your body. No, that's like no one is gonna want that. No one wants not that. Not a not a person on Earth wants to be. Not even a spiders. fun prank. No. no one like that's no. And I know what you're thinking too. I'm gonna stop you right there. Freaks also don't even want it. No, we we focus tested that with freaks. Yeah. Anyway, people just did did not respond to the spider mug. Look, you're Give very fired. Give me a grade. You said you were here for a review. I want my grade. Yeah, and it's an F. You're fired. You're uh, fired. You're, you can't fire me. Yeah. It's my corporation. This you, oh, the umbrella yeah? guy. I, well, you I'm going to push any... this button and descend into the floor. Uh, I don't care how you get out of here. Just leave. That doesn't that doesn't matter to me, honestly. Just pack I'm your shit. I'm stuck midway. It's stuck. It's stuck midway. So <laughs> it only descended to my waist. We talk the very real horrors of VR horror and welcome our guest to Raccoon City this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, the show where we discuss everything we're playing, played, and will play someday. It's your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my host... My host? Oh, no. Along with my co-host? Along with fellow host, Nick Weiger. Uh, and I'm Nick Weiger, along with my host? <laughs> my co-host. Fellow host. <laughs> Matt Apodaca. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. 
When you describe someone as my host, it sounds like you're like a parasite, like a little yes. parasite. <laughs> this is my host, Mick Weiger. The nightmare. <laughs> hey, and staying in the horror realm, uh, we have a great guest with us today, an actor and comedian from Podcast Killed the Video Store. Oscar Montoya is here. Hi, Oscar. Hey, thanks for having me as your guest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oscar, we have a horror movie to discuss with you today, which we'll get into in a bit. But first, I'm curious. This is a topic we've talked about a little bit on the podcast amongst the three of us. Uh, have you have you messed around with VR at all? And if so, have you done any horror VR? I played Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in VR. Wow. The uh. PS4 VR headset. And it's Heck quite yeah. an experience. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I'm a little scared of VR because I can't play all games i get really like motion sick very easily yes so um and i can't play games for a long period of time but in short bursts i mean it's i recommend playing resident evil 7 which i think is is it the best resident evil game uh two is a favorite of mine it's the first resident evil game i've ever i ever played it's the first playstation game i ever played uh but resident evil 7 is is really good. Have you guys played Resident Evil Seven? Is it the one in the house? Seven or eight? I kind of want to play them both in a row. Yes, it's the it's the one in the house. Yeah, I, I have like also a, played the one in the house in VR. Really? Yes. Wow. It's, um, uh, thoughts, Heather. You well, like it? I I there's a, a video of me playing it in VR uh, for an old work a, a job I had at a company called AOK, uh, where I spent the first. 20 minutes of the game just making jokes about how the main character locks his own keys in his car because if you look dangling we are already judging this guy what a class that's why he has to go in the house he can't leave his keys in the car it's true it's a real pickle um, as far as the <laughs> gameplay, I, I, I didn't beat it. Um, I was mostly like, I, I don't know. There's, there's so few new scares, right? Mm -hmm. It's always kind of the same scares. I, I, I feel like there, the few times I've been like genuinely shocked in something th that the movie where the spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert. How do I even spoil a movie whose name I can't remember? There's like a little girl sticking her head out the window. Oh, hereditary. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hereditary. <laughs> that was like the first time in a long time where I was like, oh, wow. And most of the rest of the scares are like oh, there's somebody walking in a doorway and he's not supposed to be there or it's dark and there's sounds. That's part of why PT was so scary to me because I was like, yeah. this shit's unfamiliar. Like, I don't sure. know what I'm supposed to be afraid of. But um, that was my my major frustration with Resident Evil 7, though it was extremely enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're totally right, Heather. Everything about that game felt like a... Like a retread to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that. I, it felt familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't new. It was. I mean, what what can you make new? Like, it, I just feel well, like. I I think that there are things in Silent Hill Two that at the time felt new, where I was like, "Oh, this is. Sure. I don't like this. This is making me upset." Like Pyramid mm. Head was not a kind of bad guy I had seen before. Mm -hmm. Um. 
And then there, I think there are still new things happening in horror movies. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil series is just like, wouldn't it be cool to be inside of the, one of the movies you've already seen? <laughs> and With a gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was scared of Giant Lady. I thought Giant Lady was like, that's a new uh, yes. thing. Gi- nine foot tall woman. That's yeah. terrifying. You were scared a lot of people were turned on. Yeah, I was, I, well, I mean, say, I was hor- also horny. Experience. Scared yeah. and yeah. horny. Okay. I mean, Both that's those feelings wrapped up in one. Yeah, exactly. That's a sweet spot. Uh, Matt, you messed around with, with RE4 on the Oculus in VR. Yeah, so that's the only Resident Evil game I've played is regular um, Resident Evil 4. And so I got it, I got it for Oculus. And would you be shocked if I told you that I haven't played it since that time I told you I tried it because it's too fucking scary. <laughs> it's it's too much. And I also like I feel like that's a game that I would really benefit from more space. That like honestly, like sure. if I could rent like a warehouse or something, I'd go play it in there. Um so I could like run and feel like I was um running for my life, like for real. I've seen a lot of footage of people playing Oculus in gymnasiums. Mm-hmm. I saw this too, oh, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, and I feel like that's going to be... I, I feel like open VR spaces is going to be such a obvious a yeah. next... I mean, like, if I was a, a real estate developer, I'd buy an office building, wipe out every floor, and then just be like, here's VR space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe maybe wait six years to do this project, because I don't feel like right now it, there's enough. But yeah. six years from now, I think it'll be a great thing. I also feel like, now that we're talking about VR again, uh, do you guys think that in the future... You'll come home and you'll put on a VR helmet and most of your apartment or house will be completely empty (gasps) with like makeshift, Mm. like here's a chair and here's like a very basic table, but you'll be in a VR experience of that environment Mm -hmm. so that you can have any kind of house or apartment that you want with any kind of view anywhere in the world. Well, then what what you're saying, Heather, is will we stop living real life and start living in the VR world? Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, mean, who's to say you go home and do that, but then go to your office, which is just a blank space, and you put your headset on, and then suddenly you're transported into like the best work space imaginable. Too, why right? wouldn't you? Why, like, why? <laughs> I mean, like, what if if you want to really fix if you want to fix climate change? One of the fastest ways to do that would to be produce less consumable goods, right? Like televisions and all that, like all the shit that is in our spaces. Mm. Like if you could just have the helmet and then have everything else is inside the helmet, then you would like you wouldn't be deforesting shit. You wouldn't be doing anything, right? Yeah, sure, well, I think you still you still need to power that, you know, you, you still need a, a, an electrical source, which I think is a big, a big thing. A, a big solar, baby. Change. Solar. Yeah, Nick, solar, yeah. baby. But what if it's a cloudy day, huh? I haven't thought that through. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Um, it's, uh, I, yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. I, I'm curious. I, I'm curious about that because you, you still need to be comfortable is the thing. So like it, you you need to feel like especially if you're going to put this VR headset on that like you're in a place where like you you're in a space where you're going to be you know uh, uh it's not like a dangerous space like it's not like you can't like fall out a window or something or have someone sneak up on you and then also like like you can have your your couch your fake couch your VR couch look as cool as you want but it still needs to be comfy IRL because you can't simulate yeah. uh, simulate tactility right, right now well. 
we're all we're just like a handful of years away from having those like sort of like mobile pods from Wally, and so we can just sit in those and like let ourselves mm-hmm. go forever. So just add VR to that equation, you got the best of both worlds right there. But I think in Heather's uh, Heather's view, and 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 not to put words in your mouth, it's it's like the VR headset. It's a VR uh, in the VR version of Wally. Those chairs aren't going anywhere. They're That's staying true. in the same place, and you're not you're not using a screen that you got in front of you. You got a VR headset on. Yeah, you're right. 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 Like you would like you would come home. I think your kitchen would have to be real and your your that would be it. Right. Because you can't food, simulate yeah. you can't simulate yeah. food, but you could come home and your entire room could be windowless and empty with placeholder furniture, basically like they use in a green screen theater. Like mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, you've got to be able to step up on a thing. And if your couch is soft then you put on your VR helmet and you could be like, I don't want to live in a French palace. Right. Like mm-hmm. with all that gilded gold bullshit around like picture frames and shit. But like somebody does. And mm-hmm. why not be able to put on a helmet and live in a French palace? Right. Or at least, you know, try it for a day or something. Put on. The, yeah. Download the skin and then try it out. <laughs> there you but go. You know, I, th- I do think like my question is. What happens when, to me, it feels like being on drugs, you know, like you put on the headset and everything's Mm -hmm. great. But then what happens when you have to, you know, when you go to sleep, you take off the headset and the coming down process. Why take off the headset to sleep? Oh, 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 I see. Like constantly wear it all the time. Like if it Uh it was lightweight and unobtrusive, you could lie down in the most incredible bedroom. Like you could have colorless sheets colorless bed no windows in your bedroom but you could be laying down like for people who want to sleep outside you could be like under a beautiful starlit sky mm-hmm. with like the sound of grass and like asmr clicks and right. shit in the background and you could have the best night of sleep of your life yeah i think what you're asking yeah. for is the holodeck from uh, star trek the next generation no, I want a eyes in a tube, <laughs> mouth with a tube, ears tube, butt and and pee tube, butt and pee, butt and pee. <laughs> um, I'll say that I I and I and I read that this was a phenomenon, and I've experienced it a little bit where since uh, dabbling in VR more, I've had lucid dreams with a little bit more frequency which for me is like a once every other year thing mm-hmm. but it's happened to me a few times in the past couple months because and and I read that this is this happens because you are in a dreamlike state when using VR and fully conscious your brain becomes conditioned to recognize uh, you know, sort of dreamlike realities and be able to parse them better. So, so yeah, I've had a few times where I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm dreaming. I know I'm dreaming, and I'm staying asleep. A lot of times when that hap- when that's happened in the past, I'd immediately wake up. So that that's a weird fucking thing. I stayed in it. Yeah. Did you have like control? Like, I mean, once you realize you're in a dream, do you that do you are you like I'm gonna fly now, or like are you just I like, was like cool, I'm just gonna like sit back and enjoy the show. I kind of summoned the giant um, Resident Evil lady to step on me. <laughs> you like being scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. 
I, I, I do want to shift topics a little bit because uh, you, you know you talk about music videos so much, uh, Oscar, and your podcast you have with Mono, which is a which is a very very fun pod. Uh, podcast killed the video star. People should check it out. I, I've guested on it. It's it's a hoot. It's a blast, and it's a great nostalgia trip to that era when video vi- music videos were so omnipresent and so culturally yes. influential. And in that era. Sega CD had three games in the Make My Video franchise. You're nodding oh, along. You remember yeah, this. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was basically a nonlinear editor uh, packaged as a video game. And the, the three artists, and this really timestamps it, the three artists that had Make My Video Games were, uh, Make My Music Video Games were In Excess, Criss Cross, and Marky Mark and the Funchy, Funky Bunch. <laughs> I think the Marky Mark one was the most popular one. Right. I believe, oh man, I played, the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch was the only one I could get my hands on is the one that I played. And it has a storyline wow. where the storyline was there's a brother and a sister and the objective of the game is to make a music video that is either the coolest music video from the brother's perspective or the sexiest music video from the sister's perspective. Mm. And if that isn't the problem with gender binary, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? She's like, Mar- I'm going to make Marky Mark look hot. And he's like, I'm going to make Marky Mark look cool. And that's, that's, that's essentially what it is. I think the first level is they go to the boxing ring and you see, uh, you like take all these footage of him boxing and you can make it slow motion and make him look sexy. Or you can wow. put fun music behind and make him look cool, you know? It's great. That's so I want to play it right now. <laughs> yeah. I want VR headset for that. <laughs> <laughs> can I read this from the reception uh, of the, from the Wikipedia article for this game real quick? It's really funny. Please. All three games turned out to be huge failures, both financially <laughs> and critically. <laughs> <laughs> not in my eyes not in my eyes <laughs> Heather is a Sega CD owner did you ever mess around with the, with any of these fuck no absolutely yeah. not <laughs> like, if I, like if you had money to get a Sega CD game you could look at the first off I didn't like those bands sure. like n- none of those bands were from me uh, but also like no, no, just no. Like, I didn't want to play any what of that games, shit. What games did you own for the Sega CD? I had Sonic CD, Eternal Champions, mm. Echo the Dolphin CD, uh, Sylphid, um, I think Street Fighter Championship wow. Edition, and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> oh, which? Hook. Hook, which had the original soundtrack, which is why I got it. It had John Williams score underneath the video game. And I was like, that's fucking great. I know nothing about the Hook Sega CD game. In fact, I didn't know it existed. I had no idea. Wow. Well, it exists. And I think I still have my copy because that because I'm a hermit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, a hermit or hoarder? (laughs) Uh, A hoarder for video games, hermit all other times. (laughs) Is tight. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did Hook play? Was it a platformer? It was a platformer where you had like a fly meter. So you could like fly around night style on a two dimensional okay. screen. Uh, I think you play. I mean, you played as Peter. Um, but man, that's about all I remember. All I, all I really wanted. If I like, again, lush orchestral soundtracks at that time were unheard of. And the idea 100%. of a John Williams score yeah. underneath your video game was just, it was so cool. Like you felt awesome 
running around with that s- soundtrack underneath. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we In our old format, we would have covered that game. Would have been a huge pain in the ass to track down and play. <laughs> would have hated it. Would have been mad. No one would have liked it. <laughs> but right now, we're, we're getting to play games we enjoy. And so I have to ask the panel, what are you playing? What are you playing? <laughs> uh, Matt, let's start with you. You playing any video games lately? <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm almost done with um, with Pokemon Shining Pearl. I'm, I'm in wow. the final stretch. I'm on my way to the Pokemon League. Um, I've heard... That balance wise, there 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 have been complaints with this game. Balance wise, as far as like the um like how you're able to progress with your um like leveling, so like you can mm-hmm. level kind of quickly throughout the game. And I I'll say this: I've had no problem. I've not blacked out. I have not like lost any fight I've been in so far. Um, but. And I, I don't think my team is very well balanced either as far as like the type different types of Pokemon I have. Um, but I, I'm on my way to the Pokemon League and I've heard that um, I think her name is Cynthia uh, is like the one before you beat the champion is 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 hard is like is really, really hard is giving people a lot of, a lot of trouble. So more on that as I get closer to there. Um, but I'm trying to finish it. I'm trying to finish it before um, Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out because I can't. I cannot wait to play that game. Um, it's that's that's next. I can I, I I won't start it until I finish um, uh, Pearl because I'm I'm just so close to like the end of it. I, you know, there's obviously like post game stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not a big like fill up the Pokedex kind of guy. Uh, sure, I just like to get through the main story and kind of just and pop back in every now and then um a frustration i'm having with it though is that i i I don't i'm done with um oscar you can maybe speak to this too but like you know how you have to trade sometimes to (laughs) to evolve evolve pokemon i think i understand the intent behind that mechanic so that you can play with other people but i don't have time i'm in a 30 year old (laughs) man i'm 31 years old (laughs) I'm not going to ask a friend to be like, hey, can you get on here with me so I could trade these real quick? Few and far, you know, very few of my friends are still playing uh, regular like, um, Pokemon I'm games. I'm married with children. What are you talking about? Yeah, my child is sick. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, it's just, it's hard. And, you know, there are things you can do. I like went as far as finding a subreddit where people are doing this exact thing oh. uh, and like helping each other trade. Um, so I'm going to, uh, do that, but I just wish that was a mechanic that wasn't in the games altogether. Do you play, um, Nuzlocke technique? Do you know what I, I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I've not ever done that before. Okay. Um, okay. it's, um, uh, makes, that makes me anxious. Cause I, uh, right. I play by my own rules, baby. <laughs> what, what's Nuzlocke technique? The, <laughs> it's when you play a game. And uh, you play a Pokemon game, and if a Pokemon faints, you have to let it go. So it's oh. a sort of permadeath in the Pokemon yes. universe. Yeah. Because, I like, like you know, a big thing is the Pokemon games are pretty easy to play. You know, yes. you, can, you know, they're not, they're no, there's no challenge. So uh, if you want to play Nuzlocke, then you, if a Pokemon faints, it's got to go. I like that. Take it out back. Little self-imposed restriction. Yeah. <laughs> One between the eyes. <laughs> Sorry, Pikachu. Damn. You got old yeller. Uh, Oscar, Oscar, you got any games on your radar you've been playing? Yeah, I've been balancing. I've been doing three games right now. I've been playing Final Fantasy wow. 12. 
uh, the Zodiac nice. Age, which is oh, the, good the, God, it's the one I missed. Game. I never played it when it came out. It's it's the only Final Fantasy game I haven't played yet. It's fantastic, Heather. It's so freaking good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I just got Game Pass. I just got an Xbox Hell Series yeah. X, Hell and yeah. it was it's one of the games on Game Pass. And oh my God, I'm mad at myself that I didn't play it when it came out because it is so freaking good. It's so good. I love it. I love the characters. It might be my second favorite Final Fantasy game. Agreed. Agreed. How, how, how deep good. into it are you right now? I am. Where am I at? I am. So I went to uh, the mountaintop guy and uh, they all died. I don't know anybody's name. I'm, I'm fully. They're, you know, they're hard. If it's not Sid, I'm like, I'm not going to remember your name. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, what's this? What's that little boy's name that what? plays with you? L- Larso? Larso? Wait, Any, whatever. Little boy who, what? Yeah, there's <laughs> a little boy that uh, joins your party sometimes. He's got a sword. He's the brother of Vane. Oh, yeah, the white haired kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anyway, man. No, it's been like he's been 12 away. years. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Fran? it's great. No, Fran is, no. The, is the rabbit, is the hot yeah. rabbit. Oops. You'd be, you'd be into her. <laughs> Weiger. Yeah, she's 100%. scary, but also hot. Yeah, um, I like Matt coming in with the with the wild swing, trying to take a guess for a game he hasn't played. No, I, well, I was I was trying to Google it, and, and it's the first thing that Fran. I typed in Final Fantasy XII Zodiac boy no, white Matt, hair that's kid. That's the nanny. Fran, you're Fran oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah. Uh, so I'm playing that, and I'm also playing um, Critters for Sale, which uh, is an incredible bizarre adventure game it's fucked it's truly fucked it's so great um y'all gotta watch the trailer for critters for sale anybody listening to this podcast hit me up let me know if you're playing critters for sale because it is (laughs) i love that game so much it's so fucking weird i love it and i'm also playing tux and fanny which is another really bizarre adventure game that i really like I'm looking at some of the. I'm looking at Critters for Sale, and it, aesthetically, this is the the game. It's sort of a. It's it's this uh, this this monochrome aesthetic. It's like it's yes. like black and white. Okay, yeah, this art is really cool. It's great, and uh, it it's fucking cool. It's a great yeah. horror game, actually. I was gonna say oh, it wow. looks a little scary. Yeah. Michael um, Jackson's that's rad. In it. <laughs> it Michael says... Jackson's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 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 What? I'm sure yeah. they get the rights through his estate. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tagline here on Steam for the game is experience death from the comfort of your seat. <laughs> this so. look, this looks rad. This looks like the kind of game that I'd be into just based off of how uh, just just visuals alone. I it would make me so happy if you played it. Weiger. I think I will. you would like it very much. I will 100 percent play this game. Um, I like like Heather. I, I haven't played Final Fantasy twelve since it came out, and I, now I'm now I'm like, should I revisit it? Should yes. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe yes. maybe it's worth another go. Absolutely, it's way more streamlined than it was. It's it's a lot more efficient to play. Yeah. I think a big complaint in the original one that was that like battling just took forever. Right, it was so slow. But now you could speed things up, and it's it's a breeze. And it's the battle aspect of the game is really fun. No, I do remember the combat being super duper fun. Yeah. The gambit system. Mm-hmm. So mm. good. Where you program a, a, a set of instructions into each of your non-player characters and they sort of operate on autopilot, but you have to change up those strategies based on how the battle turns. 
It's like an MMO where you are everybody and you never have to talk to anyone, which is why it was such an informative <laughs> experience I'll go real quick. I'll just talk about a, a, a game I mentioned I was playing a couple of episodes ago that I didn't really touch on, which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is mm. just such a such a great, great platformer. Uh, Insomniac, you know, uh, uh, released it and they've I'm just so glad they're still making entries in this series. It's, you know, you, you, you the, the fear is that this the the Spider-Man games are so lucrative and they're just going to make that and and Wolverine. And that's just going to be their entire focus, but that they are given the leeway uh, internally or and or externally to be able to just keep making Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, it's it, it's rad. It's it's so fun. It's so approachable. It's it's visually so cool. I've been reading that I should switch over to performance mode, which is, you know, it's one of those things where I all, all the games it's like you have to choose between 4K or 60 FPS. It's like pick your poison. Uh, and I've heard I've heard it runs. A, a, it's it's a little bit more playable in the performance mode, which makes sense. So I might do that. Uh, but yeah, just just <clears throat> just love it. Uh, uh, hey, I'm a big aesthetics guy. It, it looks you know, and sounds great. And it's it's it's, uh, it's just pure fun. The I think I, I think Ratchet and Clank does it weirdly doesn't get the uh, uh, the love it deserves, you know? Right. Because the gameplay has always been tight. I, Very for, tight. For the most part, in every Ratchet & Clank game. And I think a problem that people had with this one is that it wasn't doing anything new. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, it's not really... Br- I, the, why, do, why do we need to do something new every single time we exactly. do a sequel? It, it, we it talked worked about- fine before. Fully agree. We we talked about this a little bit. Uh, this 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 phenomenon a little bit la- on last week's episode when we were talking about the Street Fighter franchise. And sometimes it's like the the uh, the, the drive to innovate or the instinct to innovate ends up making like you you suppress what's interesting about the original idea a little bit, or at least at least that's the fans' perception. Yeah, I, I just like just give me the best possible version of this formula, and that's what this game is. And and uh, yeah, I'm I'm having a blast with it. Uh, Heather, what are you playing? Well, um, I'm still waiting for my joystick, so I'm back on that Final Fantasy VII <sighs> First Soldier train. Um, you know, somebody on Reddit or Twitter was talking about how Battle Royale games have been such a, a dominating force in the game industry because their risk-reward system is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't I, I I feel like I'm wasting time when I'm playing other games. Like I, I dropped in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance because I pr- uh, I promised myself that when I got my analog pocket that I would finally beat that game. And I'm like, nope, I should be playing Final Fantasy for a soldier. Uh, <laughs> I've unlocked my job specific costume. So Ooh. I am a fully decked out ranger with a fully decked out uh, mount. My Chocobo has all of the Ranger costume. Wow. Um, had one of the most satisfying ends of a match that I've uh, that I've experienced where it was down to me and one other person. All we had were sniper rifles. So we're just wow. running around sniping each other. It's I I I, uh, I, I feel like it's going to get tiring to hear me talk about <laughs> First Soldier over the course of months, but I don't know what's going to lock my addiction cycle other than Elden Ring because mm, it's just right. mm. so fucking good. 
Yeah, I, I really similarly had to, to constrain myself from not also talking about vampire survivors again, which I talked about last week. It's just like <laughs> it's just so it's just such a such an addictive, fun game. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I have not dicked around with Battle Royale. Oscar, you played uh, Battle Royale games at all? I don't. I don't. And I'm curious, Heather, like what got you interested in the Battle Royale games? Uh, nothing. Um, Final Fantasy First Soldier was the first Battle Royale oh. game I played. And it, I got into it because of Final Fantasy. And I know that their, um, their marketing thought on the game was actually the opposite of that. It was, we need to try and get Battle Royale fans to play Final Fantasy games. So ah. let's make a Battle Royale. But for me, I was like, well, I've never played a Battle Royale. I've messed around with PUBG, I think, for two days, but my computer couldn't run it because I had to run it inside of an emulator of an entirely different computer environment. Um, but this is like, it's it's great. I Again, I feel like PUBG, from what I've seen, is all guns, right? It's all yes. guns. Uh, Fortnite, there's the like building element, but also guns. What's mm -hmm. cool about Final and, and Fantasy the and the dancing and the dancing and the dancing, That's the true. dancing. <laughs> Final Fantasy is primarily guns, secondarily magic, huge huh. amounts of magic attacks. So you're throwing uh, fire. How do you? I've never said these words. Thundaga, Fireaga, Faraga. I always said Faraga. I said Faraga. Yeah. Yeah. Blizzaga, Thundaga, you're using those spells against your opponent. Um, and there's also melee. So if you're a warrior, you're just trying to close distance so that right. you can use your swords, which can be reskinned to be any of the swords from the Final Fantasy series. So you can be using cloud swords. It's fucking great. Um, and I think they've teased that the next... Uh, so there's warrior, uh, sorcerer, Ranger and Ninja, and I think there's one other class currently. What is the Ranger class? That's it's just guns. Primarily, it's like gun centric uh, 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 character class. But gotcha. they've teased that in the next major update or next um, season, Dragoon will be added. Ooh, which wow. is like I'm like fuck. This is so fucking great. That's awesome. Also, yeah. the idea of a job class system in a battle royale game is really rad too. Yeah, it's great. I'm a, I'm a maxed out ranger. I'm I got like a cool green bandana, cool green jacket. My chocobo's got like a bag, which is funny because like the other chocobos look like like the the sorcerer's chocobo has like a big magic. It's got like the black mage hat on top of it, but mine's got like gear. Like it's got like a bunch of gear on him. <laughs> oh, and there's what? chocobo breeding. So like you're, because your mount has different ass or uh, uh, capabilities based on how you've bred them. And sometimes your reward for winning a, a certain amount of uh, experience points or whatever will be an egg. You hatch the egg, you breed it with your other chocobos. It's fucking great. That's right. I, oh, that's I a bit like Pokemon not, as well. Yeah. I'm not being I'm not being paid to sell this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm interested. I'm going to play this game. I'm very interested. You mm. sold it to me. I'm, I'm mm. fully in. I, when, once, once it's on something other than phones, because I, I can't have games on my phone because then I just I never not, don't look at my phone. But once once it's on something other than mobile, I'm, I'll definitely check it out. Seems right up my alley. And it runs yeah. smoothly on the phone. Well, yeah, I mean, it runs smoothly on 
Uh, I mean, a lot of the footage on the subreddit for First Soldier is recorded with a backbone because the backbone puts a little logo in the corner. Mm. So you have like, I would highly recommend a controller, either Bluetooth or a backbone. I play it on an iPad with a Bluetooth controller and it it runs fucking smooth as shit. It's great. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. It doesn't look like much. Like it's not like the fanciest game, you know, but it runs great and it's a lot of fun. Come on down. (laughs) Not the fanciest game, but it runs great. It's really fun. Also sounds like vampire survivors. Come on down. (laughs) What is that? Uh, It's a, okay. So it's like roguelike (laughs) slash, I get to talk about it again. That's what I wanted. It's like roguelike slash bullet hell game where you're Ah. just, you're, it's, it's very Castlevania inspired in terms of the art and you're, you're just sort of walk around. You can only control, control a character's movement. Uh, It's a, it's a top down uh, POV and there's just swarms of enemies coming around. You just walk around and you, uh, you, you auto attack, kill them. And then as you uh, kill more enemies, you acquire more experience, you acquire more treasure and you can use that to upgrade your character and get new abilities. So ultimately you're just shooting your, you know, you're shooting axes and magic wands and knives uh, and, and, and throwing your whip around. You're, you've got like eight different attacks going at once. Uh, you've got a, 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 a garlic shield uh, that's protecting you from harm. And you just turn into this, this sort of powerhouse that's just going around, just, just killing, uh, killing characters. And it's just a uh, killing enemies. And it's just this, 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 this sort of loop of however long you can survive to kill as many things as possible. And it's super duper fun. Very simple. It's an early access on Steam right now. Ooh. Uh, but uh, but enough talk about fun games. Let's talk about unfun movies. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a format from our old DLC Stitcher Premium episodes, and we're going to have a whole new premium show, which we'll be able to talk about very soon. But that also allows us to use some of those old premium formats for the mainline feed. And this one is The Game Was Better which is us discussing a video game movie. Before we get into this particular video game movie, uh, which is Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, Oscar, do you have any game adaptations that have particularly clicked for you or been particularly memorably disappointing? Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, huh. Okay. So I, as you know, I, I like bad shit. Like I sure, yeah, of course. fucking love garbage trash and i think the <laughs> epitome of that is the house of the dead movie wow by by the grandmaster the big daddy trademark if you will of uh t- video game movie adaptations yui bowl oh yeah who also made blood rain i, I he literally postal if, alone the in the dark postal yeah. yes uh house of the dead is is his most perfect and i'm gonna say it film it's not a movie it's a film Um, (laughs) because it is the it's the most delicious garbage i have ever had it's so good not for nothing but i do think the silent hill movie is actually good Mm. it's not great it's not amazing but i think it's good wow Mm. but those Uh, are my favorites I've I've never seen that. I've never seen House of the Dead the movie. Ooh, uh, because, baby! But yeah, I'll, 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 I'll treat myself. <laughs> oh, and it's a treat, and it's a treat. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City was released in November of 2021, written and directed by Johannes Roberts, and intended as a reboot of the RE film franchise. 
boy, well, uh, I did not know what to expect besides hearing people say they were disappointed. That was my whole that was what I'd heard going in is that people were like, I I, I feel like the 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 Mila Jovovich Resident Evil series, the Paul W. Anderson, W.S. Anderson Resident Evil series has its share of defenders or even fans. I mean, people people tend to like those movies. Well, not only that, it make it made a lot of money. I mean, right. it's, it, it was very popular. The first the first one was pretty okay in the Mila Jovovich I agree. Uh, RE canon. And I think the second one borrowed from like Cube didn't have like traps in it. Oh, right. Yep. So like two of them, two of them that I can remember were not terrible. And they came at a time when mo- almost all movies based on video games were fucking legitimately terrible. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a defender, but like if it was on television, like there, there is certainly a world where there's like thousands of movies underneath Resident Evil 1 and 2 that I would less like to watch again on a Sunday afternoon. Right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I agree. My thing with the Resident Evil movies is it's not a Resident Evil movie. Well, then you got what you wanted with this one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's the question: Is this a Resident Evil movie? Welcome to Raccoon City is, and the Resident Evil movie Mila Jovovich is not. Is it good? The question is: Did I enjoy a rehash of three Resident Evil games squeezed into an hour and forty minutes? Yes. And the answer is. Well, I want to set this sort of stage for my viewing environment of this Resident Evil movie, which is that I went in with low expectations, but Mm -hmm. I did wake up at 6 a.m. on a Monday to watch it in the earliest hours of the morning because this podcast is a taxing job and even though we run as hard and fast away from our old format we still cornered ourselves look like i literally couldn't tell if the movie was dark or if the light what the sun was rising and i was like oh god what is happening I'll say oh, this God. because the <laughs> let, let's say the old format version of this is what we're playing Resident Evil Gun Survivor, and then so we've all we're all trying to figure out how to get how to emulate that game and how to like get a you know Heather you somehow rigged up your your Saturn to play it with it and you've got your light gun working with it and it's a huge pain in the ass and we we're, we 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 end up having the doing four times as much work for the same sort of outcome. Um, so uh, so yes, this is still though a little bit of a time commitment to watch this movie. I I watched this movie the same day I saw this amazing film called Drive My Car, uh, which is a, 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 a Japanese film that came out in 2021. And it's just like this three hour long, like melancholy, you know, just just. Absolutely, a, a you know, brilliant character study. That's a meditation on grief, and I just like I watched it. I was like, "This is this is so fucking good." 
And I watched that, and then I had dinner, and then I watched Resident Evil. <laughs> and <laughs> just the pendulum swing from yeah. just like the highest arts of cinema to yeah, just your like- Your brow fell off from going yeah. from high to low. It just, it just fell right off your face. <laughs> but it, it does, I, I mean, it does have some stuff that's kind of fun. And one of the things I will say is kind of fun is just like, you know, these kinds of it, it's that level of movie now where you get like a, a you know, kind of mid-level character actor coming in and just having fun with a role. On uh, this one, you got Neil McDonough and, and, and Donald Logue are kind of in those situations. Donald Logue is this just like scenery chewing police chief who's just playing everything like at a like a level 10 intensity. Yes, um, I, I literally wrote yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. I, I One of my notes that I wrote down, it was truly always love seeing Donald Logue. I love it every time, no matter what. I'm like, oh, great. He's here. I'm having the time of my life. What other stuff has he done? He's just like he's he was on Gotham for like a long time. But before that, he was oh. like he's been in a bunch of TV shows and stuff. And I always feel like whenever I see him in something, I'm always like, if this wasn't if he's in something bad. I'm like, this wasn't his fault. He's mm, good. Yes. I think he's sons of anarchy. The only people I recognized yeah. in the cast was the 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 scientist guy who's been in a bunch. Literally, yeah. has been working forever. Yes, and uh, the guy who played oh, Wesker, uh, who was <laughs> in the Umbrella Academy. This okay. guy can't stay away from umbrellas. <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> Matt! <laughs> Home run, Matt! Someone keep an Home eye on the show. Out of the park. <laughs> Out of the park. <laughs> Here's what's confounding about this movie is that so it is, as you said, it is a it is a retelling of the first three or four. Three games, right? It's it's Resident Evil. And then Evil, there's Resident like Code Evil Veronica in there as well. There's Nemesis stuff. There's Code yeah. Veronica in there. Um, it, 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 so those games are like 20 to 26 years old, right? So like, who is this movie for? Like that? It, I, there's a there's a moment where <laughs> period. Where, I mean, where, <laughs> where, so Jill Valentine. Oh, the other thing is. Hearing these ca- these character names said by normal human beings is oh fucking God. incredible. Like they're at a they're at a diner and it's like, come on, Jill Valentine, let's get out of here, yeah. Wesker. But, so she's yes. in a she's in a jacket, and I'm like, I think that's her jacket, but it has been a quarter century since I've seen that jacket, and I'm not like a light video game player. So if it's not for me, who the fuck is this for? Like who is like, to oh, it's her point- jacket. It's her jacket. Absolutely. And to your point, like, why now? Mm -hmm. Like, the remakes of, like, this this is is like 20 years too late, honestly. And maybe even five years too late, you know? Sure. Who is this for? Who's who's the audience frothing at the mouth? It would seem like I would be. But when, honestly, when you all were like, oh, we're going to watch Resident Evil, Welcome to, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I've never heard of it. I yes. didn't hear a single thing. I mean, I was like, y'all, y'all sleeping on the marketing because I didn't hear <laughs> a peep when it came to the marketing of this movie. Yeah, Did it do no, well? No. You know, it didn't do well. It does 30, 31 million box office against a budget of 25 million. Gulp. Yeah. 
Well, it's also the script is so when a movie is based on something that everybody loves, all the fan guys and fangirls are like, are like, oh, it wasn't strict enough. They didn't reference this stuff. Like, where's all the stuff from the thing that I loved? And this, this like, like desperately clings to original moments in these video games. Like there's a moment in the, in the diner and like early on in this film, most of the main characters are gathered in a diner, right? <laughs> yeah, no, this motion picture event. Uh, and the, Jill Valentine is eating a sandwich. Oh, and God. she says, God, uh, it's a Jill sandwich now, which is a, I, I was like, okay. I paused the movie and I was like, okay, I know there's a Jill sandwich. It's from Resident Evil One, yeah. It's and it's not in that context. No, it's 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 when she's about they're going to be smashed uh, in a in a trap, and And so she doesn't say it. It's Barry who says it. Who? Where the fuck is Barry? It's confusing. They make such a point of having all of these characters present. Where's Barry? It's it's very much like all your favorites are here, but which ones they include? Where you at, Barry? (laughs) Yeah, where's Barry? Where you at, Barry? Barry's missing. We need to find him. Where the fuck is Barry? <laughs> Barry's my favorite character in the Resident Evil franchise, and he wow. wasn't there, and I was pissed. I look. I don't. I don't want to drag the movie because I know that people. There are people out there who enjoy this, and there are people who spent money on this. And for a lot of these <laughs> actors, like a lot of these actors, auditioned for and then got excited and called somebody when they got the part. You know, mm-hmm. like people yes. put time and attention into this film. The, the writer-director means- also seems to be a, a, a legit Resident Evil fan, like, of the games. Like, like yeah. cited Resident Evil games as, it, as you know, aesthetic inspirations for this and, and clearly is so trying to pretty authentically re- retell the first, uh, first couple games. Sorry, go on, Heather. But so all that being said, it did occur to me while watching it that the people involved were risking COVID to make this film happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Good point. Like this was a, this, this isn't just making a movie. This is on some level, a life or death experience. And are, like, so why wouldn't you bring in somebody and, and to look at the script and be like, okay, so we get that it's got to be all these references to the game, but it also has to tell a good story on its own. Like there's a there is a horror movie called Resident Evil in my imagination that my mom would enjoy, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But this this isn't that movie. And since it's based on a on a series that is so ancient at this point, like you have to be in your 30s to 40s to get the references. Right, because they didn't include Jill Sandwich in re-releases, did they? No. Uh, it's it's so. Here's what I'll say: is I I understand the nostalgia play of we're going to have this fan service in for the people who remember the games, and they'll take their you know whatever. It's a horror movie, so they're not going to take their kids to this fucking R-rated gore fest. They but shouldn't. like they'll they shouldn't. <laughs> Some irresponsible parents might. Yeah. Um, the so the but but there is like kind of the, the like this could be a cross generational thing where this appeals to you know millennials and this also appeals to uh, young people who just want to see some sort of horror film. Uh, but but yeah, it, it it leans too heavily on trying to just like 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 uh you're the Redfields, right, Chris? And Claire Redfield, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's like it really tries to hit 
just has taken huge swings with all of those those references and none of them really click all that well none of them are going to have the fans going yeah because they're just it's just they're the whole movie is contentless otherwise one thing i did really that did make me laugh repeatedly in this film is i called it a film um is uh Is the title cards for the timestamps were so random and arbitrary? Yes. So, it, like, Hell, at first I was no like, no merit, oh. yeah, matter at all. Like, like there's, they, there's a sticking clock at six a.m. The, the the entire Raccoon City is going to be leveled by the the nefarious Umbrella Corporation. Um, and so at first I thought it was getting like out hourly updates. Like it's like it's like midnight and then like one a.m. But then suddenly you get like one fifty a.m. and then like. 2 11 a.m. I was yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> and it, I, it didn't help me too because I was watching it and I was just like, well, can they put a timer so that I know the movie's over? I, that's all, all I wanted to know. Because <laughs> I'm not a huge, like I've, like, I've only played Resident Evil 4 uh, and some of Resident Evil 4 VR. So that's like my only real experience with this. So I don't have as the reverence that one might have for these characters. But right, I wasn't you're too t- young. You're literally too young yeah. for this to like apply to you. But I'm not like so young that I like don't know. Like I, you know, I I got Jill Sandwich because I know it's a meme, right? So like, mm. and I and I'm familiar enough with the characters. Uh, but this, I I also noticed that like, I don't know the to- the tone of this movie was interesting to me because it has this thing now that like I feel like a lot of things have that like. And this is gonna, I, I'm not shitting on this or anything because I like these movies, but it's something that I like. I think I would attribute to like, like the Marvel movies, sort of, where like everything Matt, has. I was, sure. gonna, I was just gonna. Mm-hmm. Everything okay. has to be like a little funny, like or like yeah. like um a little um not like meta, but like they have to like sort of comment on referential, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on what the situation yeah. is, like, like really, like something like that, or or like like I mean, this is jumping way ahead, but like toward the end when Leon fires a, a rocket launcher uh, right. and um, Chris is like, rocket launcher, huh, rookie? And then he's like, I found it in first class. So like, this, I, I wanted to, I disassociated first of all. And then, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I just yeah, like, your soul is crawled out of your mouth trying to be like, get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, give me that serum. I want that serum. I wrote it, down it, a line it's of a little dialogue. Too yeah. I, I wrote down a line of dialogue, which is when uh, Claire is on her way back to town uh, to um, to visit her brother. She's hitchhiking. She gets picked up by a, a truck driver. And uh, by the way, he's eating a cheeseburger, which like, look, it just reminded me that if you're a certain type of male actor with like a kind of a beardy face, yeah, it's the number one thing they'll put in your hand. Like Steve Agee on the Peacemaker posters is holding a cheeseburger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, guys, give him a break. Yeah, but this yeah. Mac, this Mac truck driver is eating a cheeseburger, and he's like, "Where the heck are? Why the heck are you out here hitchhiking anyway?" Oh, right, that said, oh no, he goes, "Why the heck are you out here hitchhiking anyway?" Oh, right. Visiting your brother, you said. You used to live here, you said. Why not just make that dialogue? <laughs> yeah. Why not just have it? Absolutely. Why would he ask the question that he already knew the answer to? Yeah. And 
<laughs> Why wouldn't you just make that an exchange? They were probably trying to like plant the seed that he's like absent-minded uh, and not really <laughs> paying attention. So then in the next second, when he hits a stranger uh, in, in the road, that you're like, oh, that makes sense. When you could just have him do that. Oh, they all thought they all thought we cared about this character. That's, yeah. that's what they were assuming. <laughs> you know, okay, so here's what I'll say. The I, I'm I did not like this movie. Let me be absolutely clear. I'm sorry. I did not like this film. Thank you. Thank you. However, However, I you liked did. it. <laughs> However, yeah. I didn't like the film, but I loved the movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm one of those people that sort of like the references in the movies. Like I do like, I actually, I did like the rocket launcher thing. Cause like, that's how in every single resident evil movie, that's how they defeat the big baddie. It's like yeah. with a fucking rocket launcher. You, you know? just find one. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I was very much like, Oh yeah, that's Claire Redfield's like actual outfit that she wore. Oh, the when she gives him the bulletproof vest. Oh, that's Leon's like vest. Yeah, okay. But I wasn't like screaming, being like, "Oh my god, they sell said Jill sandwich." Um, my problem with the movie that it, it was like Heather said perfectly. The movie was just a bunch of references stacked on top of each other. But if you take out the references, it's there's nothing there. Yes. It's not a movie. And the, yeah. and I'll compare it to the latest Spider-Man movie, which I would say is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It did have a lot of references. It had a lot of references to memes and wink, wink, nudge, nudge that all the nerds were like losing their minds about, you know, which I'm a little like, OK, can we stop with all this shit? You know? Yeah. But take away all the references in the Spider-Man movie and it slaps still. The only thing this movie had going for it was the references. And the fact that it was a references references to all the Resident Evil movies? Why was Lisa Trevor in the movie? Why did we need to see Lisa Trevor in this movie? Didn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand it. The Ashford twins? There was no need for that. That's not, there's no need for that. No need for that whatsoever. The liquors, you know, and it's a thing. It's like, I'm a big Resident Evil nerd. I love Resident Evil. But it's like, if you, you're like overstacking all these references that to me, I'm like, that's not in Resident Evil. Liquors didn't make their appearance until Resident Evil 2. Sure. You know, Kennedy, it wasn't in the first one. Claire isn't in the first one. Where's Barry? Why is Albert Wesker such a noob? I don't understand why is leon kennedy such a noob (laughs) if you're gonna make a resident evil this like lavishly attentive to details from the games make it so that none of the characters run and gun at the same time like have them all (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna gonna go so deep as to have claire redfield in a fucking in her outfit like a cosplayer inside of this movie then make it so that when they shoot they have to stand still (laughs) yeah not only that make the cameras the most awkward camera oh, angle. Yeah. <laughs> Only one shot per location. See, yeah. that yeah. would have been fucking wild. That would have yeah. been like an art film. Like I would have been like, oh shit, they're really making Resident Evil. Yes. Wesker is pivoting in place. Oh wait, he went a quarter turn too far. And now he's got to readjust his shot. Uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, wait, it's, can, it, I, can I say something that was in my notes that I loved? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a, 
town where almost nobody lives and there's a gigantic police department, like huge police yes. department. So many fucking cops in this little town. And also when they're in the in the cop, they're they're in their like precinct, like talking at the beginning of the film. They're they're having a meeting in front of a wall, and there's like 50 different wanted posters of all of these different people in this town who are wanted. Which was like, it was really I I, I mean, it's the hardest I laughed yeah. in yes. the movie was like, when they did a shot and it was just like, wait, what? What is happening? This Why many police can't people? find so few people in the town. <laughs> it was kind of this this uh this this decaying you know, uh, suburbia that also had a, a wildly overfunded police department was kind of like the most realistic part of the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a there, helicopter. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> there was the the same kind of thing that made you that was like reference. Here's the best way to illustrate what this movie was for Resident Evil was a line of dialogue by one of the police officers where he was like, Talking to, I don't remember which of the main characters, because there was like six fucking people. And he was talking about, he was like, you're going to go take this girl on a date? What are you going to, you're going to bring her to a planet Hollywood? Maybe you'll go home and rent a movie from Blockbuster? Listen to some Journey? Like it was a list of 90s references as dialogue, as opposed to like something that might have more casually been dropped. Uh, And I feel like that, is the is the philosophy of the movie in a line of dialogue? It's just like, oh, list all the stuff. Yeah, like, that's great it. point. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's also that with like the Palm Pilot and the Pager and the oh, guy God. playing Snake on his early cell phone. Like, there's just yeah. so many yes. like '90s times. What stamps. the hell is a chat room? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the there's a there early in the film a nurse is watching Golden Girls. And I, I was so like trying to figure out the if there was some sort of weird IP rights slash estate of El, Estelle Getty thing that was negotiated because she's watching Golden Girls. But the only clips you see are of Estelle Getty. <laughs> 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 what happened? <laughs> uh, I guess what we, we should uh, we should get to some some final thoughts on this. How about we rate this out of uh, all caps uh, stars? S-T-A-R-S. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll give this, uh, I'll give this, I'll give this one and a half stars. Matt? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I log, um, my movies on, on Letterboxd and that's exactly what I gave it. One and a half stars. And the half star was because every time they had a flashback and they showed, uh, Neil McDonough in his wig. I laughed and laughed. Oh my god! That week is so way. crazy. Oh Great god! Way. <laughs> um, I'm also gonna give it one and a half stars. Here's why my I'm giving a half star, and this is a spoiler. But if you're listening to this podcast, you should have you can black out this por- portion of the podcast if you really, really want to see this. But there's a moment <laughs> where <laughs> Wesker kills. The scientist, mm-hmm. whose name I don't know. 
and the wife of the scientist picks up the gun and Wesker headshots her like yes. cold yes. blooded yes. in front of their daughter or in, in front of, front of a child. their daughter sure. yeah. mm-hmm. like I, I I didn't say anything in the whole movie while I'm watching it now it's probably like 745 in the morning but by the time the scene happens <laughs> yeah but I did go oh shit <laughs> she also star she also seems to be an innocent bystander who is trying to protect her child. Like, yeah. there's not like a point where earlier she's she's like, like you did what you had to do, yeah. to, you know, to cash out. She's there's no like nefarious sort of no, undercurrent to her motivation. Executes her, which not unlikely. It, it's a move that video game Albert Wesker would have done because sure. she's obsessed with killing. He's like. You know, he has no soul. But this version of Albert Wesker, I was like, the disconnect. What the hell is going on? It's not unlike when the police chief shoots a man in the head who's on fire, who's just walked (laughs) out of a car wreck. (laughs) I will say that is my favorite moment of the movie. (laughs) All to Jennifer Page's crush. Yeah. (laughs) Which is Like you would, Leon was like listening to music, just completely oblivious that like an oil like truck flipped over outside and then exploded. You would absolutely know if that was happening, even if you were, you know, listening to something. You would feel it like in your body. Yeah, yeah, Um, there's no headphones from 1998 that could block out that kind of sound. Absolutely. (laughs) No, but to to the back to the the doctor, the scientist's wife being innocent, she when they're down in the lab, this is my I I this is I I also watched it uh early on a on a Monday. Um and so like at like eight Fifteen. When I watched this, you get uh, this great line from the wife. What have you been doing down here? And she's like concerned and like honestly like a little upset. And then the doctor Neil McDonough goes, "God's work." And it's just like, oh great, yeah. This rock. That was eight, eight, eight. That was that eight fifteen. Your time or movie time? In my time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was drinking coffee still when I when I saw this part. <laughs> Uh, Oscar, Oscar, you got a stars rating for this thing? Yeah, yeah listen, every, you know, um, I, I'm going to give it two stars only because uh, it is, it is a one, one and a half worthy star. I will say it kept me entertained. I was cackling for most <laughs> of this movie. It was uh, ridiculous. It's, I, it felt like a movie that wasn't confident of itself. So they just mm. jam packed literally three movies in a very short amount of time. Like, I would have been very curious to see this movie, but just like take the time to make an actual movie that had characters that had stakes. None of these characters mattered. I didn't care about a single character. And again, where the fuck is Barry? (laughs) I want to see Barry. (laughs) I will say that it jumps up half a star because Ada Wong was on it. And I did, I, I did sort of, Smile at the post-credit sequence. Uh, spoiler alert to everybody. But Ada Wong does make an appearance, and I lost my mind because she's bad. She's bad as hell. Like I love her so much. Uh, that's fun, and also the, the within that scene, him escaping the body bag. I thought it was like this is great physical comedy. Well, I, like, I, I literally wrote down this is like Ace Ventura escaping absolutely. from the rhino. It's the yeah. exact same beat. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, I think that actor gets cast in a lot of like action movies because he just looks like an action dude. Mm-hmm. But there was something about his performance as Albert Wesker that I was like, I don't know. Like, throw, put him in a comedy or something. I feel like yeah. he wants to do silly shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And we got to see him 
get his sunglasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Hey, that was The Game Was Better for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and it's time for a segment. How about we see how we stack up against the most memorable voice acting in video game history in another edition of VO Theater. Hey, by sheer coincidence, today's game is in a franchise that was mentioned earlier by our guest, The House of the Dead 2, <gasps> the arcade shooter. This is the game, not the movie. And this is a scene uh, from late in the game where James, the, the player character, one of the two player characters, confronts the big bad guy, Goldman. So Oscar, you'll play Goldman. Matt, you'll play James. And Heather, you'll play the emperor, the demonic character who appears later. <laughs> okay, great. <clears throat> All right, here we go. <clears throat> James storms into the office of Goldman, who sits behind his desk. I've been waiting for you, friends. Goldman! Do you know what you're doing? I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. Can't you see? Man committed a sin, disturbing the life cycle of nature. The original sin that man is responsible to, to protect the life cycle. I have made a creature to rule over mankind. This is the final battle. Show yourself our new ruler, the emperor. The floor mechanically rises to the roof of the building and a silvery demon emerges, the emperor. I am, I am, I am the one who rules over nature. I shall destroy and hate mankind. I am the emperor. And scene. <laughs> That was like if Yoda was Palpatine. <laughs> uh, that was that was a really good performance. That was really great. Uh, but let's hear how it went in the original version. I've been waiting for you, friends. Goldman, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. Can't you see? Man committed a sin, disturbing the life cycle of nature. The original sin that man is responsible to. To protect the life cycle. I have made a creature to rule over mankind. <laughs> this is the final <laughs> battle. Show yourself. <laughs> Our new ruler, the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> that oh clip has me has me oh thinking that God. the issue with the Resident Evil movie is that the acting was too good. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, let's let's be frank: the yeah. acting in the first Resident Evil movies classically atrocious. Sure. <laughs> <sighs> 
yeah, this was a little bit maybe like a little bit more grounded and try and like this. It's it's so fucking uh, campy like this is. Um, <laughs> what a blast! I God, what a what a t- when there when there was just like when they just get like a guy like hey we <laughs> hey well, well this temp track will be the final track like they, they, when they weren't hiring actors for a video game voice acting it was a really really funny era that will never ever be recreated my guy did a, a better job than i did <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wasn't gonna say it. uh that was vo theater and hey that's this week's get played you can follow us on social media at get played pod or music and engineering everybody devin bryant you follow him on twitter at baffle gabs and our guest has been oscar montoya oscar thank you so much for being here Thanks uh everyone Everyone check out Podcast Kill, the video star. Very, very, uh, very funny, very entertaining, uh, very great show. Uh, tell us about the podcast and anything else you'd like to plug. Sure, yeah. Um, podcast Kill, the video star is a podcast where me and my friend Mano Agapian, uh, we're on a quest to find the top 100 definitive best music videos of all time and the way that it works every week. Uh, I nominate a music video, Mono nominates a music video, then we have a guest like Nick uh, nominate a music video that he thinks is worthy of the top 100 and the uh, listeners vote, and the one with the most votes gets to make it to the top 100. So follow us at Podcast Kill the Video Star on Instagram, and you can follow me at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Guess what, Oscar? Yes? You got played! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone! Oh, yeah. Where's Rebecca Chambers? (laughs) (laughs) 